This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I'm answering readers' questions. And today I have a great question, one that I'm sure lots and lots and lots of people, including myself, has asked. And the question is, Annie, how do I loosen up for sex without alcohol? It has been about seven months, congratulations, that I have stopped drinking, but I still find it hard to uh, get into bed with my husband without a few drinks. So what else can I do and how can I loosen up? So this is such a good question. So I've... um, put together, I think it's seven ways to look at this and to loosen up without alcohol. So the first way is really, really practical and it's really easy and it's something that I have like done and used and it just really helps and it's just massage. And I think like massage, especially like back massage and laying down massage, they're just things that get us in a relaxed frame of mind and a relaxed kind of state of being. So that's one really practical tip. Now I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to give you ways to think about this that you might not have before. So first of all, um, realize that alcohol is absolutely not an aphrodisiac. Okay. So it doesn't do anything to accelerate or enhance any aspect of your brain. Uh, or your body or anything to enhance sex or pleasure from sex. Now, what it does is it lowers your inhibition. It lowers your brain's ability to make good decisions in the moment. And so it lowers your inhibitions. Um, And not only good decisions in the moment, but it just takes down like your inhibitions. And so what that means is a lot of the stuff that you get from the bottle is actually in you anyway. So the curiosity about different sexual things, it's in you anyway, but somewhere along the line you were told, okay, well, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't want that or you shouldn't think that way or you know, the desire to have sex that comes out when you have had a few drinks, that's in you anyway too. And so one of the best things you can do is really realize that it's already inside you, have that perspective shift and then look at how do I actually reconnect with with that part of myself. Because the truth is if you've been using alcohol as a crutch to numb your inhibitions completely, then you don't realize that that's in you and you've kind of made this brain shift where you're thinking, okay, it's the alcohol that does it. Well, it's not. It is like everything else in you anyway. And when you connect with the true desire inside of you, it makes it you know that much better. The next reason is, you know, starting to work on some of your beliefs. So if you start to get, you know, involved with your partner and all of a sudden these thoughts start coming in your head and they're like, oh, but what about this? But what about that? But you shouldn't do this. And it's like these thoughts that are just killers. I would always go back to like working on your thinking. And so you don't have to do it in the moment, but just notice one or two of the things that creep into your head that really kill the mood for you. One or two of the things that you think about, whether it's a stressor about another point in time or another time in your day, or whether it's an insecurity about your body or about your partner or about your relationship, just think of those and then really look at those outside of that moment. Instead of what we tend to do is we tend to just have that stress in that moment because that's when we're vulnerable, that's when we're connecting, that's when those things surface and then when it's done, okay, that's done and then we don't think about it anymore, we put it out of our heads. I would say take those things that you felt like made a difficult and bring those into the light in a point where you can actually go through those beliefs and say, are these true? Start to question those beliefs. Do they serve me? Are they really true? Is this just a story I've been telling myself? Is this authentic to me? Is this true to me? Ask yourself those sorts of questions. And um, along those lines, if there is something that, you know, you're feeling about your connection with your partner, you know, sex 
I guess ask yourself why you're having sex to begin with. Because if you're having sex for connection, you know, just really realize that um, it is disconnecting to have drunken sex. And it can feel connecting in the moment because there we are, we're doing it, and it's happening maybe more frequently because our inhibitions are lowered. But often, um, you're actually not present. And so you're actually not building true connections. And this is really interesting. There, I did some research on this and there's a huge number of men who have actually written in to like Dear Abby or like, you know, help sort of thing saying, how can I get my girlfriend not to need alcohol before sex? So this is a really real desire um, for men to not want their girlfriend to need that um, or their wife to need that really uh, juice, uh, liquid courage, whatever you call it, before having sex. And the reason is because they feel like they would be more connected and they feel like they're not connected when their partner is drunk. And so that's really interesting. So if, if the idea is connection and then there's something that's keeping you from being connected truly, then focus on that. Talk it out. Work on the outside. And I know this all sounds like, oh man, well that's all a lot of work. It's just so much easier to just like, you know, have a few drinks and jump into bed. But the outcome of that is going to be the outcome of what you've always gotten before. And if you really want like a deeply connected relationship, it's going to be very, very different um, doing the work and going through that instead of just simply like diving into it and doing it for the sake of doing it. And um, I think that one of the things that I wanted to read, because I really love this, and this is from Sarah Heppola, and she says, Sex is a journey outside of our comfort zones, and the trick is making sure that in exploration we feel safe. I don't know how you get there. In fact, sometimes I don't know how I'll get there either, but I can promise you that the best way to power through isn't alcohol. It's paying attention to your own wants and desires and being absolutely true to them. So that, again, is a quote from Sarah Heppola, and it's so good. And I just wanted to share you know, one, one last thought here, because we do so often, we want alcohol to relax, to loosen up, to do these things. Very interesting, in 2003, there was a Dutch neuroscientist named Jarrett Holstage, and he carried out some PET scans. So these are images, which imaging, it shows how the body's tissues are working on people during orgasm. And these images were almost identical to how the brain looks when it's on heroin, which is interesting. So sex and orgasm can create some of the same euphoria that, you know, a drug that hits the pleasure center of your brain like heroin can cause. But even more interesting is that as relaxants go, orgasm beats both heroin and alcohol hands down every single time. It's infinitely better in terms of relaxing you and obviously better for your physical health, your psychological well-being, and obviously your wallet. So doing the work to get comfortable with sex is really, really important. And there's a final, and I'd say this might be one of the most important reasons, um, it is much harder to orgasm with alcohol. When you're drinking, the pleasure from your body and touch actually is lessened when it reaches your brain. Because what happens is it's just like a disconnect. Your brain on alcohol stops firing as quickly. It stops having as much. So your senses do not they're not as powerful. Your brain does not receive sensory input in the same way after you've been drinking as before. So it's much harder to reach orgasm and it's often sometimes impossible to reach orgasm once you've been drinking. And so I just think that, you know, yes, this can be tricky, but it's one of these things that this is not as, you know, my friend uh, and says switch versus seed. This is not a 
a switch situation. If you want to really build true connection and just intimacy in your relationship, it's a seed. You have to plant it. You have to grow it. You have to really go for it instead of just doing the switch of pouring the bar, pouring the glass of wine. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Let me ask you a question. What is better than change? <laughs> Lasting change, of course. And if you've had trouble making change stick, either with alcohol or in any other area of your life, you are in for a treat. I created the 100 Days of Lasting Change to ensure that we don't just change for a moment, but we truly transform for a lifetime. And this program is so close to my heart. Thousands of people have been through it and their results are incredible. But don't take my word for it. Check it out at thisnakedmind.com forward slash 100 days. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.